Gallagher, reporting to you on Digital Culture for Digital Village. This week, I'm co-interviewing with Rick Allen from Digital Village, and our guest is Decker Dreyer, co-curator of Slam Dance Dig, here in downtown Los Angeles, September 13th through 15th. And we start, well, with what is Slam Dance Dig? Slam Dance is, of course, founded as the film festival. Uh, it's synonymous for running concurrently with the Sundance Film Festival uh, up in Park City, Utah, every winter. But uh, Slam Dance is actually a year-round arts institution uh, that does a lot of cool stuff here in Los Angeles. Uh, some of that includes uh, screenings at the Arclight Cinemas. We do that uh, fairly regularly for features and shorts. And we expand the program with things like Dig and what we're doing here in downtown Los Angeles coming up this month. When does it start? Dig starts on Thursday the 13th. It's concurrent with the downtown Los Angeles Art Walk, and we continue through uh, Saturday the 15th. Why L.A.? Well, Slam Dance is actually based in L.A. Because we have that long, rich history with Sundance, um, at least running at the same time as Sundance, people really associate uh, the organization with Utah and Park City and that time of year. But Slam Dance is here in Los Angeles. Uh, this is where everybody from the organization lives, works. Uh, we're a community of artists. We're run by artists for artists. And continuing to expand into other parts of Los Angeles and other types of mediums outside of film helps to really establish the organization as a place where independent artists can come and share their work and be supported. Los Angeles is really just a perfect place for that. What are some of the things being offered, like Ferris's room? What yeah. is that? Ferris Leslie Bueller? <laughs> yeah. Is it that Ferris? <laughs> well, Ferris Bueller is my hero, if anybody's seen the film. So, um, yes, you're right. Ferris Bueller is uh, is what this is about. We have an installation called Ferris's Room. It's by a group of artists led by Ryan Maines. It's coming down to us from Canada. And it's an installation virtual reality piece that recreates the film's uh, bedroom from Ferris Bueller. So all of that fun stuff, uh, like the mannequin in the bed, if you remember the film, and, you know, like the little uh, synthesizer that makes the uh, the strange sounds and stuff, you can play with all of these things. And what makes that artistically relevant for us to uh, be presenting it in this format is the level of detail like obsessive detail that this is recreated in. Virtual reality, if you've tried a lot of experiences, some of them are kind of Spartan. You know, they don't have that photorealistic level of sophistication that, you know, you would expect from real life. Well, uh, Ferris's room is like actually stepping into Ferris Bueller's bedroom. So somebody went through like frame by frame and captured all this information and recreated it. And, you know, we're, we're kind of celebrating the fact that they were idiosyncratic enough to do that. It's a lot of fun. Wow. Come from all over the world. Uh, yeah, the, they do. The pieces come from all over the world. DIG stands for Digital Interactive and Gaming, and uh, it started about four years ago. So it was very heavy on the gaming side. And as we've evolved over almost half a decade now, we've started to include things that are trying to find a home. We are a little bit like the Island of Misfit Toys for art projects. Um, over the past, like... I don't even know uh, how long it's been, 10 years or so, where there have been this resurgence of immersive theater with things like Sleep No More and these experience centers like uh, Meow Wolf and you know what they've got going down in uh, New Mexico. We started to think there are a lot of independent artists who are creating experiential work and not a lot of places to see them. There are a lot of film festivals that have like virtual reality sections that are very heavily skewed toward like cinematic VR experiences, but something like Ferris's Room, for example, 
isn't really going to find a home there. So we bring together all of these different kinds of things, immersive theater, installation artwork, augmented reality. Uh, we're actually taking some um, uh, physical paintings that are uh, presented in collaboration with the Exceptional Children's Foundation, uh, ECF art centers, and we're bringing those into like virtual sort of Snapchat filters. So we're creating like an augmented reality gallery that's going on outside the festival there with that. So we're really trying to bridge the physical and the digital together in a different kind of festival. We're something completely new. So, yeah, it it sounds amazing. So let's talk about America the Beautiful, Hard Lessons from the William Reynolds Trial. So could you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, William uh, Reynolds is a... Um, uh, I believe he was being charged with murder, and uh, <laughs> you know this is a, a found footage project. I'm laughing a little bit because uh, this is a really interesting project for us, and I don't want to spoil too much about what's going on, but there is an element of found footage, and there's an element of immersive theater, and we're trying very hard uh, to present this work by uh, James Kalin and Blessing Young and, and all their collaborators as a blurred line between fact and fiction. Some of the things that we have going on at the festival this year are all about information, misinformation, um, you know, how the digital world is affecting uh, the way we communicate with each other and news and things like you just talked about, about deep fakes and, you know, that kind of technology. We've been, you know, talking about some panels with that and stuff that's going on in the program. And this is really an example of that. This is something that you have to come down and experience. So uh, even though, you know, it's presented here in terms of a found footage film, you're going to definitely be surprised because you're not going to know what uh, what you're getting yourself into. So come down to, uh, to Slam Dance Dig, sign up for it. These performances, I believe it's two nights at the Ace Hotel. It's part of the, uh, part of the program. And, you know, try to figure out for yourself what's real and what's not. That's kind of the beauty of what we're doing at, uh, at DIG. We, we're expanding into these interactive areas that are not necessarily digital, but, you know, really require some participation and thought from the audience. Okay, well, that takes care of one half of Woody Allen's sex and death. Now let's talk about the, the sex part. <laughs> <laughs> you must be 18 or older to enter, by the way. Well, it used to be. <laughs> uh, you must be 18 years or older is... Um, or You Must Be 18 and Older, is this game that was designed by the Cox brothers. That's uh, James and Joe Cox. And What a last name. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's kind of interesting because uh, the story of the game itself, um, what you play into is really a narrative about what it was like uh, for the Cox brothers and a lot of people who were their age kind of coming up when – the internet was something that was new and very unregulated, even you know less so than than it is today. And a lot of kids had modems and a lack of supervision, and they were exploring these sort of adult spaces. And um, you know, it was a little bit of almost like a game in and of itself. You know, trying to figure out where to find you know these adult conversations and topics, and you know, sort of like pornographic content and things. And it's a little bit taboo to even talk about. You know, like kids actively going out and perhaps looking for that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's a real lived experience for, uh, you know, for the artists and for, you know, people who are of that age. So uh, they created this video game. They put it up on Steam. Steam pulled it down, even though the game itself doesn't have 
any pornographic content in it. There's actually no pornographic content in the game. Nothing. No pictures. No anything. Um, no no lurid conversation. So they pulled it down just on sort of the the suspect of there being pornography. Then uh, James and his brother edited the game, put it back up. Still got denied. Still got denied. So we're presenting. This is almost like a historical document now of all of these different versions that they've submitted to Steam over the years trying to get it back on the store because Steam as this sort of monolithic, um, you know, you have to like play with Steam in order to widely distribute your video game. They don't give any feedback on why they're rejecting it. They just say no. So this is sort of their answer to that of like, what else can we take out? Because I told you so, young man. <laughs> exactly. You have to change the name. <laughs> they have no. Yeah, they're just trying and trying and trying, and uh, and we're like presenting this as a, uh, you know, as like their latest iteration, and also sort of a retrospective of of all the uh, things that they've gone through to try to figure out how to censor themselves with no feedback about why they're being censored. <laughs> Well, okay, let's let's turn to the metaphysical then. And tell us about Hypnobuckets. Hypnobuckets is uh an art installation from Elliot Phillips and um it's one of these things that again fits into that Island of Misfit Toys kind of world where two people, it could be you and a friend, it could be you and a stranger, maybe we'll pick you at random. We're not exactly sure how we're going to present it yet, but uh, you put this illuminated bucket over your head, and there's a tube that attaches to another bucket that uh, the second participant wears. The first participant controls sort of a sound and light show experience that both of you will share together, and you can actually hear each other sort of echoey and distant through the tube. So you're having this weird sort of like very intimate yet very public interaction, and uh, one person is really dominating this like abstract visual conversation. It's really hard to describe. So it's one of these things where, you know, I definitely think you should come down early. You know, you should like get a slot in line and you should make sure that you experience it because you're not going to be able to really articulate it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you see that bucket, you're going to take that bucket, you're going to put it on top of your head, cover your head. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's a a real hard sell until you see it. Like, if you see the photo, if you go to slamdance.com, or if you check us out on Facebook, you'll see the photo, and immediately it's like an astronaut and somebody, and they're wearing the buckets, and it's really all, you know, crazy and purple lighting, and you're like, you know what? I don't know what that is. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I want to do it. But I I want to try, yeah. Yeah, so you also have panels as well, not just art installations. So uh, one that looked particularly interesting to me is NASA, the Art of Information. So could you talk a little bit about the panels? And- sure, absolutely. Um, one thing that people don't really know that much about NASA is that they have an art studio. Did you guys know this? I did, yes. Yeah, they have uh, they have a thing called the studio, and they work out of uh, JPL. And a big part of what they do is they create these pieces of installation artwork that highlight the information that's uh, being received from NASA um, and, you know, try to refilter it and communicate it back out to people. One thing that we get asked a lot about the program, especially this particular panel, is, hey, you've got these guys from NASA who are making this interesting artwork with data, but you're also bringing in, like, somebody from a whiskey distillery. (laughs) 
And uh, this is uh, Brian Davis. Oh, Brian Davis. He was on from, the show, uh, Brian yeah. Davis from Lost Spirits. And we're sitting them down. We're having them on the same panel. And you're like, you, you know, on the surface, you're like, what? Why are we having these two people having this conversation? And Brian and his team over at Lost Spirits, they have one of the best tours in Los Angeles of their distillery. It's a little bit like a um, an alcoholic sort of Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> they explain all of the molecular science behind their distilling methods, and they do it through this sort of whimsical storytelling lens that makes it very accessible to people. So even though on the surface you might not immediately know what that connection is, we're trying to show people that there are so many different industries and so many different places that are using art and storytelling to convey complex information in ways that the average person can find accessible. So we're super excited to uh, to have them in the program. Yeah, that panel is September 14th at 7.30 p.m. So yeah, it looks really well, great. Seeing that uh, Brittany asked you about information, I want to ask you about misinformation, media literacy, <laughs> media literacy, <clears throat> and the misinformation age. Yeah, I mean, the misinformation kind of an age. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's a if that's a term that's in popular use. Uh, if not, I'll 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 be like I'll do I'll be the person who coined it. I'm down with that. Okay. Um, the misinformation age to me is the current era where we're in. Where uh, earlier in the program you talked a little bit about deep fakes, and that's incredibly realistic, you know, sort of video where somebody can control an avatar of somebody else and you know make it look like um, like somebody else is speaking. If you saw the um, was it uh, Jordan Peele? Who did the the President Obama video that was like that? Um, right. That's a very popular one that was shared around, and uh, I I think we're entering this sort of misinformation age where, you know, we're hearing all the time about you know fake news, you know, whether that's in its original incarnation or whether that's the propaganda ish sort of definition of it. It is a sort of a real thing. It's algorithmically predicting you know who's showing what story to who, and then also you add this other layer on top of it, um, of you know, now you can incredibly easily fake all of this video content. Well, how does somebody who is an average viewer, like, filter out what's real and what's fake? Um, so we've decided to bring in folks from places like Digital Domain, which is a visual effects house uh, here in Los Angeles. They just recently made Thanos uh, for Avengers, the Infinity War, mm -hmm. uh, incredibly realistic effect. And they have an entire AI learning um uh, sort of uh, software. So they are actually making the software that drives a lot of the technology that's going to be doing these deep fakes. And we want them to explain yeah. how can you tell the difference between, you know, what's real and what's not. Excellent. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. So when, where, how? Uh, <laughs> well, we, we, we know why. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. We got the why. <laughs> Downtown Los Angeles, uh, September 13th through 15th. Uh, check out Slamdance.com. Find us on Facebook uh, at Slamdance. All the information and event stuff is there. Uh, the show is running from uh, 5 p.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday, or excuse me, on Thursday and Friday. And then on Saturday, it's from noon to midnight. Uh, panel information, everything is all up there as well. And best part, everybody, it is free. Free for all, yeah. How'd so. you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's just we we want to make sure that the artists are supported. We want to make sure that people come down and experience it. So uh, we thought that offering this as a uh, as a free event is going to be really really cool for the city of Los Angeles. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us in yeah. the studio. That was Decker Dreyer with Slab Dance D I G.